Welcome to this Life I Live in Truth podcast, a podcast about living life authentically. Each week, we deliver the best stories from individuals who have decided with intention to live authentic lives. Now, here's your host, Jesse Belizel. All right. So, audience, we have a special guest this evening. I am glad that I know this person in real life, actually. So, it's been such a long has gotten away with the both of us. Add to, you know, with social, we're able to kind of stay connected. Uh, this man that I'm getting ready to introduce is really a man that has been really honestly like before his time like before entrepreneurship was like a cool thing like this man was doing it uh so a father of two with who's also a business owner and we're going to get a little into it later on in this conversation and we're going to talk about you know what he does as a clothing designer and we're really going to highlight his list. look at some of his recent projects which one of them is a brand that he has called strength through that um but i don't want to keep you guys too much longer i am so honored and so humbled to introduce our guest this evening fred mcglynn um so welcome fred welcome to the show how are you Hello, hello. I am doing amazing. I am doing awesome. Life is good. Life is good. Amen. Can't, uh, Amen. So I can't say any mm-hmm. any more than life is good because you know the I, I guess the less you say that means life is not good, and the more you say that means his life is better than what it what it really is. You know, so life is good and. I'm excited to be um, alive in a time like this during um, during this COVID-19, during this coronavirus period, because I think it uh, allows us to um, really ground ourselves and uh, connect with what really, what the truth is in life for ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know I took a little bit of, time you know to kind of introduce kind of kind of the direction of where this conversation is going to go and kind of where your lane is um not to say that you're in any one lane whoa i'm like so i wanted you to take a moment to kind of introduce uh yourself to the audience tell them a little bit more about you and how you've kind of gotten into this um you know this this um this field, you know, of entrepreneurship and all the many things that, you know, projects and, you know, you're not in any one situation, you know, so let's talk to the audience a little bit about that. Well, um, my name is Fred McGlynn. Uh, some people know me as Federico Stewart. Uh, and some people know me as Compton Fred. Um, Compton Fred is because I'm from Compton, California. And my name is Fred. Um, yeah. Frederick Stewart. 
comes from a name uh, that I created when I was in high school, which became my, my first fashion brand. Um, Frederico is my first name. My government name is Fred, but as a kid, they used to call my father Frederico because we grew up in California. And a lot of uh, Spanish, um, a lot of Mexicans in that in that area, so they called him Frederico. And then Stewart is an acronym. Um, it stands for Strength Through Urban Art. Um, originally, Stewart was spelled S-T-E-W-A-R-T because I was working with a buddy of mine um, named Keith Stewart and Victor Stewart. Uh, they're brothers. Victor was a shoe designer. Um, in high school back in like 2000, 2001, uh, well, early 99, 98, actually. And then um, Keith was a singer, R&B singer. So when they got time for me to go to college, um, I noticed they were more onto the music side and I was more on the fashion side. So I ended up just keeping the name and just turning it into a, an acronym, which is Strength to Urban Art. So Federico Stewart. Um, and I'm known as a fashion designer. That's kind of how I, I guess, um, creating the direction for myself. Um, growing up in Compton, I didn't really have absolutely much uh, to aspire to. We had a lot to aspire to, but I didn't have many leaders in my community, um, or at least in my family. Um, okay. Like my mom, as long as I've known, she didn't have a job from when I was a kid to an adult. And then my dad, he didn't really ha- have a job. He was a handyman from time to time, but they never really had solid, uh, solid gigs. Um, and I kind of realized that in, in high school, um, if you dress a certain way, the gangbangers won't bother you. And then if you dress a certain way, you can um, get into di- different opportunities. Uh, people look at you differently. People perceive you differently. And you kind of can uh, walk into any place and kind of talk your way into whatever opportunity you were seeking. So I, I mean, me and Victor started getting behind the sewing machine in high school uh, learning how to sew. He was taking a sewing class to learn how to um, make like some overalls and denim. He was like, yo, I'm taking a sewing class. You should join. I joined, mm-hmm. learned how to sew. We had a competition to see who made the best overalls. And I think I won because I took um, mm-hmm. my job serious. Um, I took making the overalls that I made serious <laughs> with the finishing and the trims. Like I made it as if they were ready to go to the store and sell it from the store. Cause that was the vision I had. The vision I had was to be a designer and to make something that can be sold in the stores. And that's how I got into fashion. That's how I got into developing an identity for myself. Um, but then also I like, I, I, I like to dress nice, but my mom didn't have the money to dress nice. So learning how to make clothes or learning how to buy cheap clothes and alter them to fit my style and look unique to myself. I was able to create a little trend. So I wasn't a kid with mm-hmm. the, with the, with the polo or I didn't have the Timberlands or I didn't have any of the high end brands in high school, I would go, go to the wall, wall I'll go to the swap meet or I would go to the mall and I would get the $10 shirts or the, the $15 denim jeans. And then what I would do is I would cover their labels up and put my label on. So when I went to school, people was like, Oh man, you got your own brand. Yep. You got your own label. Yep. You selling them. Yep. <laughs> and then that's how I became a fashion designer. You know, and, and I was also inspired by fashion because, like, I love hip hop. I love listening to the music on the radio. Uh, but most of the, most of the music was from the East Coast, was from New York. So I would be up two, three in the morning listening to um, Power One Hundred Six or listen to ninety two point three the beat and listen to Theo, you know, or listen to Big Boy on the radio, dropping all of the new music from the um, from the East Coast 
or they would play the East Coast DJs on the West Coast radio station, and I would just vibe out. And then from that, I would go to 7-Eleven and pick up the Vibe magazine, and I'll pick up the Source magazine. And those magazines were my visual outlet because I didn't have cable. Mom couldn't afford cable. I had a regular U-Channel TV, mm-hmm. so I would go to the U-Channel and watch Lucy or watch um, Scooby-Doo or whatever I can get on TV. But when I went to 7-Eleven, exactly. I would go to the magazines and I uh-huh. was able to have the visuals of what was going on. So then with that, I was able to duplicate the fashion in the magazines and make them and make myself look East Coast and look cool. Um, I mean, it, it got to the point where I would get the phone numbers in the magazines and the addresses and send them letters trying to apply for jobs at like age 14 and 13. And I will call the numbers, tell them I'm coming to New York one day. Um, and and it's funny because from that, I ended up seeing an advertisement for this, this show called The Magic Trade Show. So The Magic Trade Show was a trade show that would take place in Las Vegas. And all of the designers, all of the brands, all of the people that were doing business in fashion would go to Magic. I ended up, uh, this time I think I was maybe 15, 16, I ended up creating business cards. I ended up creating a, um, a LLC, registering for the magic. And I don't know how I got my mom to let me do it, but I think I actually had a mentor, my mentor, Anwar Sharif. He was at UCLA. I met him at UCLA when I was um, doing a step show at the school. And, uh, and uh-huh. he, he, had, uh, uh, he had a shirt on. Anwar had this T-shirt on that he made, and it said "Endangered Species." Mind you, this is a a black man, but he looked mixed. He was like maybe black and maybe like Arabic or something. Went to UCLA. He was okay. a, a mentor for the for the high school student at Dominguez High School when we would come up to the to the to the college and tour the college. They had like a magical school bus ride, so we were able to tour various colleges within the UC. Um the University of California kind of like brand or district. And and we'll have this t-shirt on the endangered species. I said, hey brother, where'd you get it from? He said, I made it. I said, where? I'm a fashion designer. And then from that, you know, I built a relationship with a college student who became a mentor of me. I was like 15, 16. And then I think when I got like 16 and a half, the magic show happened and Anwar had graduated from UCLA and was like, yo, Fred, I'm out here in Vegas. I heard you wanted to go to the magic trade show. You got a place to stay, come down. Boom. I went to, I sold some shirts. I made these shirts that said higher heights. So I was visual, I was had a vision of visualizing, you know, myself going to higher heights. Right. And then I had these other shirts that said nature boy. Because right. walking around in Compton in the little neighborhood, the way I would get my ideas was just being in nature, looking in the sky, looking in the moon, right. looking at the stars, right. visualizing that I want to go somewhere different. And with that, I was able to, sell those two shirts, Higher Heights and Nature Boy at my church, generated some income to buy my tickets to go to uh, Vegas. And I went to the trade show and that was the beginning of Federico Stewart. This is, this is, this is 1999, 2000. Wow. 1999, 2000. That's crazy. That's crazy. So this is like truly amazing. So you talked about Compton and how, you know, you really looked at like how people dressed as basically a way to help create opportunities. Um, And so you kind of ran with that and, you know, you found the importance in 
having vision, you know, that that was like really important for you. And, you know, what, what really started your fashion career was just you taking, you know, things that you could afford and really personalizing it and just your, your love and affinity for hip hop, um, really helped, um, inspire a lot of, you know, what you've been able to create, you know, with fashion. Um, and you took inspiration, even being on the West coast, um, to, you know, East Coast sound and fashion, uh, you know, from listening to 92.3, Big Boy, you know, and just reading up and looking visually and being inspired by magazines like, like, you know, Vibe and things of that nature. You know, it's been able to really inspire you. And I think what I gleaned from some of what you said is, you know, networking and mentorship really, really helped catapult your career. Um, it was a lot of who you met and just being, you know, where you needed to be at that proper time, but also being prepared, you know, and like really perfecting your craft. I know you didn't speak to that, but that that's kind of what I got out of what you shared. So talk to us a little bit more. I, I've known you for some time now. And so from what I've known and what I've seen, you've always really embraced um, the urban community. And so I wanted to know, um, was that something that was intentional um, to make sure that you did that? And if so, you know. I would say, like for the idea of embracing the urban, the, the urban community, it's really, that's kind of all I knew. Like, Sometimes I, I have to ask myself, what is urban? Like now I have to ask myself, what is urban? Urban's changed so much, it seems like, but that's what I have, that's what I identify with. And what I've seen was like strength to urban. What I've seen was through strength and through the art that's in the urban communities, I will succeed. You know, and not even myself. But other people, like Tupac had this, right. this uh, poem called The Rose That Grew From Concrete. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, I, this no, a lot of people. Oh, my gosh. I love from, that. You know, a lot of people know me from here and there. Don't really know too much. I, a, lot of, a lot of what I give is sometimes vague and very uh, basic. But, like, my mom did crack cocaine. Well, crack. She did crack the hard. She, she mm -hmm. did the hard with the pipe, the metal. You know what I mean? My dad did PCP. So I grew up in the inner city, I grew up in the urban community where, you know, there, sometimes the lights wasn't on on the first of the month or we would have food, but, you know, I wouldn't have always the, the, the nutritionist food or the nutritious food that I need to, 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 to survive and, and, and live as a proper, strong, young black man. And then there were moments nights to walk to my middle school and my elementary school to get clean water because the water was off. Right. So with, with that, Right, strength through urban art. It's Absolutely. like okay, if I stay strong, if I try to stay grounded, go to church, play football, I ran track. I stayed involved in that too, because there was nothing to do at home. There was no game system to play at home. Or if I did, they get they get pawned to make some money for the month, or they get pawned to for this and that. So, you know, I was like, well, wow. It was really focusing on myself and just like the people, the basic people around me, trying to provide guidance and motivation and inspiration for the people around me. 
and then getting into the fashion and designing part mm-hmm. and doing shows and doing events, that was to be able to mm-hmm. touch more people. That's how I could touch multiple people at one time because you, it's, it's tough to, when you're just doing small projects, it's tough, it's tough to touch so many different individuals all at once. But then when I got to college, first Absolutely. thing I did was start the fashion Absolutely. club. And the reason I started the fashion club, so I was like, all right, I need to be able to, one, let everybody know I'm from Compton, California. Two, I need to be able to reach as many people as possible because the things I want to do, I can't do on my own. And I know I'm not like the best fashion designer, but I have visions and, if right. I, have, and I have ideas. And if I network and surround myself around these people, I would be able to get the people that can perfect in these areas and help me get to where I want to go overall and goal-wise. Which... When college happened, I met people who weren't from urban communities. I met people who were from the suburbs. I met people who, like, I was, I think I was the only black guy and the only guy really in the fashion club at first. I mean, you know, I started the fashion club. I had right. maybe 25, 30 white girls, Caucasian girls, maybe four Spanish girls, and maybe two black girls. So I had people that was from other worlds, but the urban culture was booming so much. Hip-hop was booming so much that, you know, you like rap, you like hip-hop, you like fashion, like like street fashion. It's urban. You know? So, right. but now, fast-forwarding 20 years later, well, yeah, 20, 2001, 2020, fast-forwarding 20 years later, <laughs> it's like, okay, urban, right? Uh-huh. A lot of different people truly identify with urban a lot of people live in these urban communities because some of these urban communities are being gentrified and having mm-hmm. multinational multicultural people coming into these communities but the people that mm-hmm. live in these urban communities some of us got out and we're still struggling but we live out, we're outside of that that grittiness but you still have people that's in that grittiness but they you don't know they're in the grittiness because they don't look like it they dress good they got clean shoes on they smell good they look good but when they go home they're not eating right. When they go home, they're sharing a bed with four or five people. When they go home, they got their mom, their dad, their cousins, their other cousins, their uncles and aunties, and the neighbors kind of like stuck in a small little space. You know? And everybody's Absolutely. running the streets because they don't want to be inside and around each other. So the, the, the issue that we're dealing with in right. the urban community still exists. It still exists, but it don't look like right. it because we're we, we, we rocking with the Joneses. We got the BMWs and the Mercedes, but we live in the projects, or we live in the in the in the in the in the in the, in the, the dirty urban communities. And when I say dirty urban, meaning the urban communities that's infested with the drugs, infested with real poor people that's not eating, you know, real poor people that's that that's on food stamps. And it's not a problem with being on food stamps, but these are people that's not working and that's just dealing with the bare minimum of what society can provide for them. So through entrepreneurship, right. I was like, yo, through entrepreneurship, I should be able to seek a way out. Through fashion, I should be able to seek a way out. And now, 20 years later, I'm finally being able to, to, to be grounded. I mean, I think I was always grounded, but fully grounded and fully at that point where I'm like, all right, I'm like 85% now fearless. So like, I'm just going. And... And when I say going, going is, is meaning really getting a brick and mortar, which is what I've always wanted because I want to be able to bring the people to me, right? Bring the people to me to be able to sell product, but being able to tell the story and show the story through the product. 
and be able to inspire people like, hey, you can do this too. Whatever you want to be a doctor, you want to be a lawyer, you want to be a designer, you want to be a creative individual, whatever it may be, you can do it and do it. Don't wait. Do it now. And the reason that I say don't wait, regardless of how young you are, even though I was doing things then, when you do things immediately, you learn and you learn and you learn. The slower you move, the less you learn. And the less you learn, the less you can mm-hmm. succeed. It's almost like saying you got to fail hard mm-hmm. and fail fast so you can get to where you got to go. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, to ask you a question, I guess, you know, I guess, yeah, it, 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 it was to to be able to propel people in the urban, in the urban communities and the people that's dealing with the urban problem. Because when you say urban, people identify urban with being black and living in the gritty environments, like slums of New York City, as you would call it, in a sense. You know what I mean? But New York right. City is not really the slums anymore. <laughs> you know? Um, right. and, I, and the way to, act, to, to even extend on that, the way I got to where I'm at, I got to where I'm at by seeking the urban communities of New York. Like, my goal was to come to the East Coast, go to college in Rhode Island because it was cheap, it was small, and go to New York to do business and go to New York to design, and go to New York to be involved in various different activities. And I was able to do that, and I was, I can say I succeeded. I didn't make a million dollars in New York, but I succeeded. Absolutely. So it was, you know, it sounds to me, you know. Do you like what you're hearing so far? Well, make sure you click that subscribe button so you never miss a show. Man, so Fred McGlenn is really dropping some gems right now. While we're kind of taking a bit of a break, I wanted to make you guys aware of really a dear friend of mine who is what I like to call her is a Mary Kay boss babe. So her along with her Mary Kay colleagues are coming together for a wonderful cause um, in the community regarding breast cancer awareness. Um, So her along with her colleagues are getting together to put together 500 chemo care packages for women who are presently undergoing breast cancer treatments at local hospitals and cancer centers in the DMV area. So these treatments, as you know, can really cause extreme dryness as well as um, dehydration for some. So these products offer hydration um, as well as a form of healing and pampering for not just your lips, but your hands as well as your body. This will really uplift um, their spirits. And so my friend Mallory Thomas is coming together to do something really good for the community. So if you guys want to be a part of those efforts, she is taking donations. Um, The suggested donation price, I believe, is $20. Uh, Will really help to assemble some packages. Um, So if you want to um, contribute, please feel free to do so at the following link. We'll also leave the link in the detailed description. It is HTTPS colon backslash backslash paypal period me 
backslash pools spelled p-o-o-l s as in sam backslash c as in cat backslash eight lowercase t as in tom lowercase c as in cat lowercase t as in tom eight lowercase l as in lizard capital o as in octopus lowercase g as in george and capital q as in quail and another q as in quail capitalized all right now back to the show you know from what you're sharing is it was really important for you and it was intentional um to um embrace the urban community because it it basically embraced you and you wanted to be able to um stay involved and to be focused and to inspire not just yourself um to to want to grow and to you know aspire to be a fashion desire or whatever it is your heart desires. Uh, even though you grow up strong, you know, it was really important for you to stay strong, to stay involved and to be focused. Um, and by providing for self, for yourself, you were able to provide for the for others around you. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of people and, you know, you talked about the evolution of what is an urban community and it has evolved so much. You know, you dropped a word, gentrification. Um, it, it is real and it is happening everywhere. Um, so I really appreciate how, you know, with all that you've you've done, you know, in the community, around the community, you know, it, it's always been something that was intentional for you to make sure that you were um, you were reaching back, you know, essentially. Um, and you talked about, you know, networking and mentorship. And those two things are are, are critically important, you know. It, and you talked about, you know, everybody's situation, even on the surface where they may look like very well put together, but we don't know what people's home life is like or what their living situation is. Um, so, to, to, to be able to be an outlet for somebody or to be possibly a big brother or big sister through what it is you're doing with fashion um, for people to find strength, um, that is huge and that is tremendous. And you dropped this word a few times, success. So I wanted to take a moment to ask you in four words or less, what does success mean to you? Success means, to me, what, what success is or what success means success means getting the job done period getting the job done four words right get the job done yeah four mm-hmm. words mm-hmm. get the job done and it's tough because sometimes we don't want to get the job done because we want to do other things sometimes we don't want to get the job done because we're afraid sometimes we don't want to get the job done because we're scared sometimes we don't want to get the mm-hmm. job done because we don't have money but sometimes the job can be as simple as writing an idea down and taking, uh, making a list to take small steps to get to the goal. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it can be as it can be as simple as cleaning up your room. Like I told my daughter, she want to do certain things, baby girl. Listen, you have to make a list of what you want to do. In order to get there, mm-hmm. you have to make a list of the steps to get there. And I struggle with that from time to time. Right. I think I've always struggled with that. You know, but mm-hmm. in four words getting the job done. I love it. I love it. So 
our time together is winding down, I wanted you to take a moment. One piece of advice that you can leave our audience with, what would it be? Uh, one piece of advice? Oh, man. Uh, I would say the one piece of advice I can give, right, is, is and what I think helped me is, is to keep moving. When I say keep moving, keep moving forward. And the way you keep moving forward mm-hmm. is, is, is seeking out people that can mentor you. Might not be full mentors, mm-hmm. but they can give you a little bit of advice. You know, keep moving by getting mm-hmm. dressed, getting fly, going to the mall and shaking some hands passing out some flyers, passing out some business cards. Right. You know, I I, mm-hmm. I was able to identify who I was by getting business cards at 16 and giving them out. Hey, I cut hair. Hey, I know how to sew. Hey, I'm a designer. Hey, let me create something for you. You know, right. you can be a trash man and want to pick up trash. Listen, I got business cards. I'll come pick up the trash in your yard Sunday, you know, on Sundays. Getting out, moving around, shaking some hands, and meeting people. You know, it can be anybody saying hi to a homeless person because everybody has access to something that can get you closer to right. your goal. Access might not be mm-hmm. money, but it could be information. It could be an outlet. It could be resources. Mm-hmm. It could be a prayer. Okay. Wow, that's powerful. Uh, I know I'm kind of paraphrasing what you shared, but I think what what really has stood out to me is the importance of keep going, keep moving was your, you know, like literal word for word um, advice. And it's so important right now. I, I know we are still in the midst of, I don't know, I feel like I've been sleeping for, what is it, six, seven months now? And, you know, it, it's so tempting to 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 just lay down and just, like, give up, you know. But I think that piece of advice that you give um, right now is so, um, is so timely and, and is so important. So I hope whoever's listening, who, who feels discouraged, who does not want to get going, who doesn't want to even get up um, for the new day, to know that, you know, it's worth giving it a try to keep moving, to keep going, um, and just going out there and seeking mentors and just getting out and moving about. Um, everybody, I think this was the last point that you made, everybody has something valuable to provide. Um, and so I encourage everybody who's listening to find 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 that find that valuable thing within yourself and just know that you are worthy. Um, wow. So I wanted to, before we, 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 we ended our time together for you to kind of share with the audience and the listeners, what projects you got in the works, how people can stay connected with you. Like we want to know that everything. Um, projects. Well, I say the first project I got going on is um, so my nephew, right? Uh, 
my nephew, his name is Dobbs. He's known by the name of Dobbs the Great. Uh, he's a rapper, makes music, um, and he has a small clothing brand called iMob. I'm my own boss. My nephew used to always tell me how he used to look up to me when he was young, and I would always tell him, young man, stack your money. Young man, save your money. Young man, when you get older, start a business. You know, and there was a point when he got 18, 19, graduated high school, was working security, ended up being around the wrong people at the wrong time because his friends invited him to a party. Friends he went with, ended up robbing somebody for like a cell phone or something like that at gunpoint. He was mixed up in the mix. He got in trouble for that. Ended up going to jail for four and a half years for that. Mm -hmm. So when he got out of jail, when when he was in jail, he wrote a letter to me and said, hey, I want to start a fashion brand like you, Uncle. I want to create something. So when he got out, he got out of prison and started this brand called iMob. I'm my own boss. So I was telling him it's going to be tough to get a job when you get out. So you got to be able to have something to identify with. Interesting story is he got out of jail on August 18, 2018. I left Iraq serving a deployment Mm -hmm. overseas with the U.S. military on August 18, 2018. So the first wow. mixtape he, he he put out was called 81818. And wow. the first t-shirt collection we came out with says 81818 on the front and on the back says iMob, I'm my own boss, with a little iMob logo with the rose going through it. So right. that's one of the projects we're, we're putting out is his music, Dobbs are great, and pushing his brand, iMob, I'm my own boss. Other mm-hmm. than that, um, my newest rendition to my fashion project my fashion brand is putting out a line of Stuart Strength Food Urban Art t-shirts um, mm-hmm. and the Strength Food Urban Art t-shirts, which I've never did before. I've never really put out a shirt that just says Stuart pushing Strength Food Urban Art. Um, but I'm focusing that on more of a fitness side, um, more fitness apparel mm-hmm. that people can work out in mm-hmm. um, or just lounge in or being able to inspire people through fitness, through eating right, through you know drinking mm-hmm. nutritious smoothies and drinks. Um, right. mm-hmm. you know, providing their bodies with the right vitamins and the right supplements, but also having the apparel to physically move and maneuver um, throughout right. their life. So that's the thing we're doing on the fashion mm-hmm. side. Um, and another little project I kind of launched back when I was in Iraq, but I, I, well, I kind of developed it overseas, but I recently launched it in 2020. It's called... um. We Invest in Black. So it's an online website, online portal, which is weinvestinblack.com. Very basic right now, but my goal is to be able to um, sell T-shirts, We Invest in Black T-shirts, to be able to fund my projects, business Mm -hmm. projects, and also use it as an avenue to help other entrepreneurs fund their business projects that they will want to, that they want to develop. And in Mm -hmm. a sense, kind of creating our own bank, creating our own resource, where it's a a portal that connects money to ideas connecting investors mm-hmm. to create absolutely so um mm-hmm. so know, are you guys going to be the... um kind of providing pardon are you guys going to kind of i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off are you guys going to kind of be it's the hope to be able to um be a source to provide like seed funding for new business ventures that are all in the same vein of like fashion is that the um, goal just to be able to provide uh seed money to black businesses period fashion wellness okay. tech okay no specific um Thank you. 
specific mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, that's We Invest in Black. And um, the most recent, I guess, thing I did recently is I, 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 was, I signed a lease for a storefront to open up a juice bar. It's going to be the Stewart Cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, Stewart smoothies, juices, and nutritionist snacks. Um, so that's Oh, they gave me five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> just five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting started. <laughs> so, so yeah. So it's um, <laughs> cafe, you know, and and the goal of the cafe is to be able to provide a place. You know, me, I I felt like I wanted to build a brick and mortar in Rhode Island before I leave. So the brick and mortar is going to be the juice bar. It's going to be the cafe where I can bring people to come. You know grab a, a nutritious beverage, but also be able to sit down. Fred, where are you going oh. before you leave? I, I don't know. <laughs> Probably back to California, <laughs> you know, go, go see my family. Oh, okay. But, okay. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, but being able to have a storefront that I could take, you know, be able to turn to a franchise and people can come and get healthy juices, drinks, and snacks, but also have it as a physical portal for the We Invest in Black information, to have it as a physical portal to be able to buy merch, whether it's iMob, whether it's Stewart, whether it's um, um, nice, Jesse Bellinger's nice. collection, um, you know, being able to provide <laughs> a retail location where Black entrepreneurs, Black businesses can sell their products to. Absolutely. Or sell their products Absolutely. through. Absolutely. You so know? you're going to have kind of like um, a consignment thing for people. Not really, not really a consignment, just straight. We buy the product, we put it in the store, and we sell it like a Walmart, like a like a like a Costco, like a BJ's, like a Target, the regular okay. retail location yeah, yeah, yeah. where you can come grab something to drink and mm-hmm. buy a product and move out. You know, right, right. This is so yeah. nice. Like I asked for it, I'm like, so what projects are you? I'm taking over the world. <laughs> I mean, well, cause see, it's just these these it. are just things. It. These are things I've been wanting to do, and it's like, all right, I got to start doing a little bit of all these things, so we all deal with business, we all deal with entrepreneurship. But at the Absolutely. same time, it's 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 allowing avenues for other people to do things. So if you notice, everything is affiliated with other people. Like with the juice bar, that was my project, my idea. Absolutely. But I found some mentors Absolutely. in this community that's guiding me, and it's one allowing me to build something, but it's also allowing me to provide an avenue for other people. You know, I, I created a clothing line for my son. His name is Fred the Fourth. So he has a brand called Quad Kids. Mm-hmm. And then my daughter, she has her own online I podcast on YouTube. Um, her YouTube is called Love Lamb. Her it. name is Lanai Angel. Oh my gosh, I have to have her on. I have to have her so, on. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, but hey, Jesse, I appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate everything, you know, you you was a part of one of my little fashion projects at the very beginning, and you grew, you developed, Absolutely. you became a woman, and you got a family going on, <laughs> you got the podcast going on, and this is what I, I wanted to see. I wanted to see the people that came through the fashion shows, came through the model searches, came through the projects I did, become something, and you are. So, appreciate you. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And this much. is this is the first time um, I've did an interview with anyone. Wow, I got that exclusive. So, 
and and, and, you, and you, 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 you got me on right when, right when I kind of, I, 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 I poke, a, I poked a hole in that little, that little plastic bubble that I was inside of. I poked that hole, cut it open, and I'm squeezing through it slowly but surely. So you got me right at the, right at the cusp of coming out of the, out of the bubble. No, today's the fourth. Today's the fifth of October. I turned thirty-seven. Yeah. I turned thirty-seven on October nineteenth, and I got all these things going on. I mob clothing, dogs to drink, strength through urban art, mm-hmm. Stewart Cafe. We buy you know, black. Love lamb. Exactly. Kids, exactly. and we invest in black. And it's not it's not just a black thing. White people Absolutely. can put some money into it, but we focus on getting black money. Absolutely. Black money in the black projects. You know, because the world needs to know exactly that we that are our lives matter. Exactly. Black lives matter. We do matter. I love it. We do matter. Appreciate you, Jesse. Let's get it. Let's get it. Thanks for joining us this week on This Life I Live in Truth podcast. Make sure to visit our website, www.thislifeiliveintruth.com, where you can stay connected and subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on any and all platforms, or for you to simply tell a friend. Feel free to also check out our e-course, finding your purpose until next time listeners cancel the noise and seek the truth that is often found in the light